There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And today we have a, a loaded episode. It's full, full of talking and full of discussion points uh, about a, a, a litany of things. A litany? Yeah, I'm using new words. Uh, we got a trio of trailers again, some news. We're going to talk Harley Quinn animated series. We've got our Mando Minute. And then we're going to preview our next episode. Uh, but before that, I want to talk about something you don't even know what I'm about to talk about. No, I d- um, don't. So I had a lung infection. We talked about this. And yeah. I caught up on a lot of TV and movies. And I went to the movies. The only thing I did was go to the movies. And I saw Knives Out. Okay. Okay. Were you ever interested in Knives Out? Yes. I will say this. It is my favorite movie that is not a superhero movie that came out this year. Really? Yeah. I heard great things. It's amazing. And we were taught, we were watching The Mandalorian today, and you talked about Ryan Johnson, and I didn't want to say anything, not on air. I don't blame him for The Last Jedi now. Really? Because he wrote and directed this, and I was engaged for the entire two plus hours of this movie. That redeemed him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because he put together, and like, a mystery is hard to make. You know what I mean? Like, a, a good mystery An story. original. And he did it. He, he really, really did it. And he was able to juggle a, huge amount of cast yeah like stars from like yesterday and today so i know you want to see it um but i definitely suggest it getting to see it in theaters it's great uh, every actor in that movie was fucking phenomenal so awesome. five out of five for me really yeah now i didn't go to the movies but i did spend three and a half hours watching the irishman yeah yeah you did the okay. miniseries on netflix <laughs> yeah dude i had no idea it was a- Three and a half hours until I turned it on. Yeah, I mean, neither did I. It's it's amazing that that didn't get a, a worldwide release and it had to go to Netflix. Well, who's turning up for a three and a half hour movie? So, Netflix bought it. Yeah. Put it in limited release. Yeah. To get Oscar consideration. Oh, of course. Yeah, we broke that news here yeah. on the podcast months ago. Um, I read that each day averaged two point two to three point three million viewers. I I liked it. Yeah. I would never seen it in theaters because it's too fucking long. How CGI heavy is the movie? Like age regression? There's a decent amount. Yeah, a good amount. Is it obviously it's visibly noticeable? Some some of it is. Yeah, like that's you disappointing. Twenty five year old Robert De Niro. Yeah, so it's a little disappointing. Yeah, um, but good. Five out of five. Is, is it a five star movie? Like everybody's saying it is. I go four. Four. Okay, that's not bad. That, I mean, that's a B. Yeah. It's a B movie. That's Joe great. Pesci was really good. Nah, Joe Pesci's good in everything. Yeah. I, I, this must be like the year for Al Pacino, man. He's got you see he's got that Jordan Peele joint that's coming out. Yeah. Um that well, looks really good. Amazon, right? Yeah, the Hunters or yeah. something like that. It looks pretty good. It's a show that I'll watch. And also, speaking on Amazon, a couple things. Um finish Jack Ryan season two. I haven't started. Great. It's a great show. Uh this season's even better than the first season and Jim goes full crazy. Um and then the boys trailer came out. Yes. You see that? No. I've I seen it this morning that it said and I forgot to watch. Yeah, man, it's bloodier than the that's first. What they, that's what they say. Yeah, and it looks good. We'll uh, we'll talk a little more about that next week because we uh, we got a lot to talk about this week because we got some some huge trailers. Yep. Uh, the boys is a big trailer for us, but these three trailers that we're about to talk about are uh, big for global aspects. Yeah. Uh, two of which are going to probably do huge in China. Uh, one of which is going to be a big movie because it's an action flick. But the first one we're going to talk about uh, is Black Widow. Yeah, uh, soul movie nobody wanted, but we're getting. I guess I'm not mad we're getting it. Yeah, me either. Uh, I just wouldn't. Have... If you asked me to give me any MCU side character, yeah. I wouldn't have picked her. I mean, all you're left with is her and Hawkeye, and you're getting a Hawkeye series. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I'm absolutely fine with it. Yeah, seeing, I'm not mad. Seeing more of Scarlett Johansson and seeing that little espionage aspect, it works. And trailer comes out, came out pretty quietly. Yeah, you know, it was like here it is, and uh, I watched it, and I liked it more than I thought I was gonna like it because the first watch, you know, you know me, I watch it the first time they get the initial reaction, and then the second time the podcaster hat goes on. Uh, first time I watched it, I was like, oh, it's every female, every assassin movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's Atomic Blonde, it's John Wick, it's the you know Red Sparrow, it's all these, and I'm like, okay, but it's shot right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I like it. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, now I like it more. Like I'm getting to see there are more Easter eggs, the, you know, the white suit that's very reminiscent to Katie Lotz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Guardian uh, is is a scene stealer. Yeah. So David Harbour is going to totally redeem himself from Hellboy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it was good. What did you think of the trailer so far? I liked it. Uh, obviously, my favorite was Red Guardian. Yeah, um, he looks great. Little bit, little bit of comedy. Yeah, a little bit of comic inaccuracy. Yeah, because he's what two sixty, <laughs> but like dad bot two sixty, not like two sixty Jack D. But it was look. It just seems like you know he was Red Guardian at one point, and mm-hmm. then he was like, oh, suit still fits. Yeah. And how, then, how big was he when that suit fit him? He looks like a Kodiak bear. Yeah. Like he's, I love the beard, the chest tats. He looks great. Yeah. And then uh, Rachel Vice is in it. Yeah. And that looks like a little family. Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh mm-hmm. uh, looks great. Uh, I saw her. I was like, I know her, but I only know her from Paige. She played Paige, That's right? That's the only thing I've ever seen her. So I'm like, uh, you don't look like Paige. You look better. Yeah. I think she looks great. Uh, and I like I like that it gave it really like early scenes like when when Natasha's walking through the the building and she's like I know you know I'm here and they're talking gave me um sequel to Girl with Dragon Tattoo vibes okay where she meets up with the the recast meets up with her sister quote mm-hmm. unquote sister and they're like they start fighting and then it's you know goes on from there the one thing I will point out and I'm surprised we haven't talked about it yet and I'm surprised it wasn't the first thing I talked about uh, Taskmaster yeah yeah. Um, only I, thing I don't like. Yeah, it's bad. It looks like he's about to go to an airsoft convention. Yeah, and like Taskmaster is a very easy character to make and translate. I think. I, and you and I kind of talked about it that they could have given it if they wanted to keep it modern. They could have given it the you know the crossbones treatment. Big powerful mask that looks like a skull. They gave him like he looks like Vigilante from Arrow. Uh, yeah. So it looks like we got two DC characters in this. We got White Canary and Vigilante going up against each other. And they got the Bone Arrow, which is awesome. They got the Shield, that scene when they're um Red Guardian and Taskmaster is fighting. It looks like they're fighting in like the Echelon Mall, local reference. <laughs> uh the shield's down on the ground and it's got his his signature logo on it. Uh like it's like a cross, big old yellow and blue cross or whatever. It's got that on there. I wish they would have done better with the the mask. And Listen, first two minutes, he could progress through this. This could be early Taskmaster because, mm-hmm. like, we don't know where this picks up in the, you know, the the history of Taskmaster. But if that's the version of Taskmaster I'm getting, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, because we've been wanting for a while. I remember when Walton Goggins was casted in Ant-Man and Wasp. Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. It was rumored that he was Taskmaster. Yeah. And he played Sonny Birch. Yeah. And we didn't get him. And now we're getting him now. And it's like. I'm not thrilled on the yeah. design. Do we know who plays him? Have they announced it? Yes. Who plays him? I don't know his name. All right. Well, keep going with your with your breakdown of the trailer, and I'll find it. Um, it was good. The action looked great. Yeah. The slowdown scene where she's like falling from the helicopter. I thought that that was pretty. Neat. Now, do we have an exact timeline? It's in between Civil War and Infinity War. Okay. So it's in between the big wars. So a lot a lot of the rumors are saying that, um, you know. We're going to see Winter Soldier. We're going to see Hawkeye. I'm on IMDb right now, and the third name on the casting list is Robert Downey Jr., rumored to return as Tony Stark. Um, Thaddeus Ross, we see him again. Yeah, we see him in the trailer. All right, so are we saying Taskmaster's name is Mason? O.T. Yep. Fogbanin? Yeah. Fogbanel? Uh, that's a hard name to pronounce. Yeah, that's him. He's uh, from like uh, Handmaid Tale or something. Okay, his name is, is, is he's going by Mason in this. It doesn't say Taskmaster. So maybe it isn't Taskmaster. Maybe he's a goon. And and we work toward the end, and that's when we get Taskmaster. Yeah, he's from Handmaid Tale. Um, Moth. He directed Moth. All that I know. Oh, nonstop. He was in one of the Liam Neeson movies where he was fighting in a vehicle in one word. Was it a train or a plane or... Oh, nonstop, nonstop Bobby train sounds like a train. Which one? No, nonstop is a plane. The commuter is the, the train. train. God damn it! He's fought in a lot of vehicles, man. The only one he needs is a ship. Yeah, he needs to be taken for on a cruise ship. That's what needs to happen. Speed three taken abroad, and he's on a boat to fucking I don't know Venezuela. <laughs> like woo, we're going to St. Marts. Like all that fun stuff. I don't know. Um. As far as the trailer goes, I'm amped because it's like really the first big Marvel thing we're going to get to see, right? Runaways comes out. By the time this releases, it'll be a couple days later. Um, but this one, I was like, I can get behind this. It looks good. I'm interested to see some fun cameos. This is right after, like, we may see Paul Rudd. Maybe we see how Cap and Falcon and Black Widow got together and wound up saving um, 
uh, Lizzie and Paul Bettany and Vision and Scarlet Witch over mm-hmm. when they were fighting the Black Order, we could find out if how they broke him off the, the raft. You know what I mean? That We could see a little bit of that. Or we could see some flashbacks to Budapest. Yeah. It would be nice. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm much more positive with this trailer than uh, other tra- first reaction trailers. Definitely a theater movie. Right? Oh, yeah. It's Marvel. Uh, any Marvel movie is a theater movie for me. I went and saw um, saw X-Men Dark Phoenix in, in, in the theater, and it was shit. We did see the Inhumans. Yeah, we yeah we bit, we watched the premiere of the Inhumans in a theater, which an IMAX. Yeah. And we paid extra for yeah, that shit. Did. It was like twenty bucks. Yeah, what a waste of my money. Uh, I'm paying seven dollars. I can watch Inhumans right now. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. Uh, I know you were pumped for this one because you are a Bond man. You are a man of mystery. I am. Double O Triple O Eight is your call number. Triple O Eight. Yeah, because you got to put on like some creams to get out of the bed. You know. <laughs> You're, you're doing a little rickety sometimes. I am. You know what? No, it's even better. WD-40. <laughs> makes, makes better sense. Uh, so WD-40 sees the, the new Mission or Mission Impossible, the new yep. James Bond, uh, No Time to Die. What did you think about that one? I like it. Yeah, me too. Um, the only thing is your villain is Rami Malek. Yeah, and they revealed him like 35 minutes into the trailer. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, he is in this. And he's such... He's not intimidating at all. He looks intimidating, though. No. What's more intimidating? Him in that with all the messed up face? I feel like that's what Bond does. They just fuck up your face. And, like, you're a bad guy now. It's like, you got some cosmetic surgery and now you're evil. Because he's just, like, he's frail. But what's what's more evil? Him as the villain Celine or Freddie Mercury? What's more menacing? He's got, like, 48 teeth as Freddie Mercury. It's more dangerous. He could... He's lockjaw. <laughs> yeah, he could have just used the teeth and called him lockjaw. Um, but like other villains in like the Daniel Craig is was um, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, but he cried. He cried blood. Yeah, but he's a scary looking figure. But you know what? Christoph Waltz is not scary. He's an old man. No. He's just an old man running around. I'd be more scared of Christoph Waltz than friggin'. Yeah, because he's German. Right? Is he German? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know if he's playing. He's playing Blofield in this. He, well, he's Austrian and German. Yeah, he he's playing Blofield with another messed up face. Yeah, is he wear? Is he the one wearing the mask in this, or are we thinking that's Celine? Or is it a woman? No, it's Celine. Celine's wearing the mask. Okay, the one where he's walking through the snow. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of this. Like, I'm not a you know me. I'm not a huge um, James Bond fan of the o- earlier stuff because like I never got into it. My dad was like, "You're not watching this. We're gonna watch Hop Along Cassidy and you know Gunsmoke." And I was like, "Oh no, I want to watch Spies." And he's like, "No." Whatever. This Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond, has really kind of reinvigorated my love for the espionage kind of deal. Because they, you know, in years past, they've been very cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it was about the girls. Yeah. Now it's about Daniel Craig. About the men. And, I mean, we can, halfway through this episode, at least everything that I've talked about so far, and the next show, we can just insert Elizabeth Banks saying, men don't like female-driven movies. You know what I mean? Um, I saw this trailer, and... It gave me everything that I thought it was going to be. It's a good Bond movie. It looks like it picks up a little bit after Skyfall. It had that post-Skyfall vibe. You see Kristoff, and he's like in there. He's like, I'm back, motherfucker. And then you see uh, Nomi, Lashana Lynch, yeah, uh, who is rumored to be the next Bond. She's 008. 008, but she's not 008 or WD-40. Yeah. She's 008, but the rumor is that she's taking the pedestal. Where do you stand with that? Give her her own movie. Mm-hmm. But still have Bond. Okay. Like, don't make her James Bond. Well, you can't. Because James... Yeah. I've never met a woman named James, right? Yeah, true. No, J- and I'm speaking... For, I'm a man named James. So they could go J-Bond or Jamie. Jamie Bond. Yeah. But Jamie's kind of a, an androgynous name now, too. Because my Spanish name is Jaime. Not to be confused with Hyman. Um, I have a, a running debate with some of my clients. And they may not be the best source of re- uh, reference for this, but... My stance is that James Bond is a title, not a person. It's a call name. 007, that's your all, that's who you take. Because if you go back in time and you go back to the very first James Bond, and they've all been different faces. Whether, whether they're getting cosmetic research, uh, you know, reconstructive surgery and they're becoming someone different is one thing. But I think James Bond in 007 is the call name. Yeah, I don't think so. 
So so how do you explain it? Is it a multiverse? No, these are just reboots. But because you're not going to have all these cues and money pennies. Yeah. And mom, you know, they're just reboot of the franchise. That's all it is. So why can't they reboot this with Lashana Lynch as James Bond? I don't like it. Well, of course you don't like it because you're. Not, but you're not telling me why you don't like it. It would. It wouldn't be any different than if they rebooted it with Idris or if they rebooted it with Tom Hiddleston or Tom Hardy. It's just a different person. Is she British? I don't know. I I've only seen her in um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, and she wasn't British in that. She was like from Atlanta in yeah. that movie. I don't know. I think I'd be okay with it, but I'm. I see it from the from the perspective that it's a call name, not. I feel like is it an anthology series? Yeah, pretty much because uh, see, I I look at because I look, none of these are connected. Like she is British, not, by the way. Is she? It, it's not a universe. Sean Connery and Daniel Craig does not evolve in it because, like I said, they're just reboots. See, yeah. I liken James Bond to Doctor Who. Okay, where yeah. the doc not not as a part as like they're regenerating and like boom, you know, you've meet your expiration date. But I feel like in the spy world. If they have, you know, because they've touched on previous stories in James Bond, like they've written the Easter eggs, they've referenced those stuff, like Golden Eye and you know Thunder Pussy or whatever. Yeah, within, Pussy, within that. So, like, you have your Sean Connerys. Yeah. You have your Roger Moore's. Yeah. Pierce um, Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan ones. Richard Rod- Dalton. Or Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Uh, Lansby was his own. He only had one. Yeah. And Daniel Craig. But you never like, and another thing is like Blowfield. Yeah, there's not two different Blowfields. It's not a call name. Yeah, Blowfield. I mean, it could be. It's a spy world. They Blowfield has been like seven different actors because he even got re- facial reconstruction, yeah. and he was like Christopher Plummer. Yeah, and it they're just reboots. See, I don't like that because I don't like the reboot culture. And no one, no one factors, and maybe I'm, I'm ignorant to this because I'm a newer James Bond fan, but nobody factors these in as reboots because they're not like, when they talk about the most successful reboots, it's never James Bond, right? You know what yeah. I mean? We've talked about reboots in most of our episodes and we've never brought up James Bond. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like the best way, because you know, there's going to be people that will be like, oh, she's a woman. She can't do it. Or she's black. She can't do it. I, my James Bond wears a tux. He's a British 50 year old man. Whatever. If that's, if that's your thing and you, you want to stay there, that's fine. I feel like with this, you could skirt it and say it is just a call name because we live in a world of espionage. You never give away your real name. You never give away your backstory. Same thing with Money Penny. See, 007 is his call name. Yeah, but 007, how many times do they call him 007? Once a movie. Exactly. They call him James Bond. So, like, let's say you and I are recruited to MI6, right? We're getting a whole new alias. We're getting everything. A new password will not say Chuck Miller. It'll say like Hershey McGuffins. <laughs> right? Mine would say like HR Puff and stuff. So like we would have these fake ass names and they tell you like you're from Sydney and I'm from South Africa. Like we'd ha- we'd have these different like you're in spy because you if you get compromised and somebody takes your your name or finds out where you live, do you want them going back to Williamstown? No. And I wouldn't want them coming back to Lindenwald. So I feel like in the world of James Bond, in the world of espionage, everything has to be a lie. You were the first person I've ever thought that was connected. I mean, I'm not saying it's connected like Pierce Brosnan is Daniel Craig, but I no, feel but like, like it's just like it's in the same universe. Yeah, like you retire. Because, well, what about is Money Penny a call name? Is has to be everything has to be. So Q Money Penny. Because why would? Why would the next person come in and just be like Jane Smith, actually Jane Smith? Well, then how do you explain Blowfield? I don't know. He's he's a vampire? I don't know, know, man. I just like – because I know what's going to happen. Because it's already happened. The shitstorm. Like we're in a very progressive political correctness culture, right? So what better way to shut up Elizabeth Banks than for them to make – 007 a woman. Does anyone care about Elizabeth Banks? Well, I do. I, apparently, I've been talking about her all fucking week of it because I'm angry because I think she's wrong. But And last episode, I talked about it. But uh, when it comes to 007, it's either we're going to get a black 007 or we're going to get a female 007. And I'm okay with either of them as long as the story's good. You know what I mean? So I just feel like they need to 
establish if La- uh, Lashana Lynch is the the 007 torchbearer next, and maybe they retire to 007 call lane, like you said, and it goes to 008, and we just continue to work our way up to 0010. You know what I mean, or something? It would only have to go to 009. Double O ten sounds awful. Double O twelve. But if we get to that point, I feel like you have to establish that this is where it's going to go in no time to die. Because if you don't, it's going to be that gray area, and then people are going to be like, "Well, I'll fuck this. I'm not going to see it." Yeah. You have to explain. People want to know what's going to come next, not like the plot, but they want to know who the players are. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go into free agency just like waiting for like. Is it Tom Hiddleston? Is it Henry Cavill? Is it Rob Stark? Is it Kit Harrington? Is it Nick Robinson? All of a sudden, it's British. You know, is it John Barrowman? Is it any other British actor? You just want to go in there and kind of know what's going on. Mr. Bean. God, could you imagine Mr. Bean? Well, they already did. I mean, he Johnny is, English. He is 007. Johnny English was James Bond. But he takes over in between. He's connected. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely connected. I think. Rowan Atkinson. That's I think we need to get a ginger James Bond. Nothing says Rupert Grant. No, I'm thinking Carrot Top. Just <laughs> throw his. He ass is in. buff as shit. He is huge, right? And he's he rock- bigger than Daniel Craig. And he rocks. He's probably about the same age. Carrot Top's in his fifties, probably. He's probably in his mid forties. Yeah, that's what they go for. Like, if they're if they're breaking the James Bond template, the cookie cutter mold that they have, Lashana Lynch is definitely the the breaking of the of the template because she's not fifty. She's not a man. So like, it's like boom, there you go. But establish the story right or just can tell everybody it's connected like i want mm-hmm. and then we have into the bond verse five years from now everybody comes in there and maybe two years from now because the older bonds are getting kind of old have seen sean connery do a movie in like 46 years he retired after um what was that movie? entrapment no uh oh, leave journey gentlemen yeah i'd retire after that too <laughs> what a shit movie that was all right let's move on to a female driven solo movie yeah that's gonna make a shit ton of money mulan yeah right where are you at with this you're a disney man so i want you to take over mulan trailer comes out i haven't seen mulan until about three weeks ago really on disney plus wow all right i never watched it why i i love you love asian culture i'm surprised i do love asian women i don't know why you didn't watch it we were just complimenting ming the wen on on the mandalorian (laughs) you've never seen mulan um, well, I'm not going to gush over cartoons. Some, some people do. Don't, some, don't, some, ali- don't alienate our I'm audience. Not, but, don't alienate our audience. But a Disney cartoon isn't really. Listen, some people write Frozen fan fiction where there's a lot of snow play. So don't, do not, do not alienate I'm a core not, group of our audience. <laughs> I am not. I can't get attracted to cartoons. Tell me about the trailer, Chuck. Okay. Stop talking about cartoon porn. The the trailer looks good. Yes. Uh, I, I do wish we had Mushu. Yes. And Eddie Murphy came back. And the cricket. And we're getting a phoenix that probably doesn't talk. Yeah. No, definitely doesn't talk. Um, didn't see a lot of Jet Li. It would be unrealistic if that phoenix talked. Well, they that's the thing. They wanted it to be more realistic. Yeah. Um, Didn't ben. really see a lot of Jet Li. Yeah, you're right. And uh, saw a lot of Donnie Yen. Yeah, who I forgot was Donnie Yen. I'm watching. I'm like, that doesn't even look like Donnie Yen. Is that that? Wait. Yeah, Donnie Yen plays the general, um, like the the leader of that okay. little little John. Because Jet Li's the emperor. Yes. And it it looks good. It yeah. looks comparable to the movie. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely see it. Yeah, of course. Theaters. Of course, you're gonna be in full geisha outfit. It's not, not even the same country. Be a samurai outfit. Yeah. I wish I had hair I'll like look, a samurai. I'll look exactly like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you will. You'll look more like Nicolas Cage trying to be Keanu Reeves. What else? Um, no, I, I think it looks good. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna jump on what you said. I think it looks like the movie. No. You know what I mean? I think that's the problem. Because. Uh, no originality. Of yeah, man. It's just like cut and paste. And. The the more like we gush over Disney a lot, and we're big proponents on the the Disney Plus app. We love it. Update. I'm watching everything on it. I'm one day at Disney. I'm watching Encore. I'm watching what, shit. I you probably, watch Imagineering yet? Yeah, love it, love it. I'm watching shit I probably shouldn't watch, like Frank and Ollie. 
I watched the first episode of the High School Musical show. I don't know what I'm doing. Did you watch Lady and Tramp? No, I'm not watching that. Yvette Nicole Brownson. I'm not watching it. I don't like her. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, I'm not watching it. Um, and J.B. Smooth's in it. No, he's not. Is he? No. No, he's in Harley Quinn, which we're going to talk about. I can't believe he's in that. Anyway, the thing about Disney, when I was a kid, it was few and far between Disney movies, right? So you had to wait a little bit. Yeah. You had to wait a year or two for that next movie, and the next movie was something different. It was something creative. It wasn't a retread uh, of something that I've already seen. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, most of Disney stuffs are retreads, but it's the first of that that I've seen, right? I don't remember the grim fa- fairy tales and all that stuff. This is cut and paste from the the animated movie to the the real the, the live action movie, and they just took out the main players of what made me love the animated movie. You know what I mean? Like the moose shoes and the comedy and like the fun stuff. Like I doubt we're going to get that fun shower scene. Like where she's like running around they're throwing buckets and stuff we're like that. We're not getting Harvey Firestein in it. Yeah. It's just like I feel like I'm not excited for any of the live action movies. Now, again, I was sick, so I caught up on a lot of these movies. So I've seen 90% of what they put out. Mm-hmm. Saw The Lion King. It didn't blow me away as much as I wanted it to. Did right? you see Dumbo? Saw Dumbo. I hated it. I thought I yeah. did Hated Dumbo. See how you're saying Mulan, like, copy and paste? Dumbo was nothing like no, the cartoon. But I hated it. And I hated Aladdin. And apparently, so did Hollywood, because they're not casting that guy. You hear about that? Mina Mossad? He yeah. hasn't landed an audition since the movie was released. Yeah, he's got a show. He He's coming out saying he hasn't landed an audition. Nobody's calling him. I just seen him in a commercial for a show. I think it's on, like, Amazon or something. I don't know. but he's Maybe he's in the Hunter show. I th- I just I seen know. him on something. Anyway, I digress from that. Um, I'm not excited for the new stuff because there's nothing new. It's something I've already seen just with people in it. Yeah. And that's the problem. As far as the trailer goes, I thought the trailer was great. It looks like a fantastic Asian epic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I kind of like better it. better than The Wall. Yo, yeah. Yo, yeah. So much better. Uh, I likened it to more of, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon type yeah. vibes. You know what I mean? For uh, kids. The Mummy 3. Curse of the Dragon Emperor, like, also starring J- Jet Li. So I likened it to those. So I think, like, if you can capture the the appropriate undertones of the culture that you're serving, you've got a good movie. However, it's Mulan. I've already saw it. Yeah. And we've talked about it. They dropped the ball without bringing Mushu. The cricket is a big one for me. And then Ming-Na Wen. As of right now, she's not castable. Yeah. Cast it. So we might have missed something. I could have swore that I read something that she was Wong? Yeah. I mean, he's he's been like, there's so many Asian actors that aren't going to make the cut for this. Well, movie. Well, B.D. Wong was in Mulan. Yeah, but you're getting these these guys, and they're like, they all talk about how they want to. Yeah, you know, we're going to bring everybody in. I'm surprised Harry Golden wasn't cast. He must. He's busy, man. He's getting everything. He's getting that last Christmas movie. He probably took that over Mulan because he doesn't want to be pigeonholed into just making Asian movies. And he's got what's his name, um, Snake Eyes. Yeah, and doesn't he? He's being eyed for something else. I don't know. Um, as far as the trailer goes, I'm going to stick to the trailer. I thought the trailer was great, but they 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 lost me with a few of the missing pieces. So, is this a theater movie for me? Probably not. Uh, is it a Redbox? It's a Disney Plus movie for me because I'm already paying for it. So, drop yeah. it on there. So, like two, two, two out of excitement for me for that one. I'll go three and a half. Okay, because you're you're a new Mulan fan apparently. You saw <laughs> in 2016. All right, 2019. You saw it, right? You saw three weeks ago. Saw as soon as Disney- October. No, it was like... Was that the first thing that you watched? No. Um, I think it was that weekend, so what, November 17th or something? Yeah. Like? So let me ask you a question. You're a Disney guy. Yeah. Would you rather Disney just stick to animation specifically? No. More princesses, more worlds like that? No, I like live action stuff, okay. but come up with some new stuff. How many of them make it, though? Wrinkle in time. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? John that's, Carter. That's the last 16 Pirates movies. You know what I mean? Artemis Fowl looks awful. And that's still coming out. Jungle Cruise. Yeah, Jungle Cruise looks good, but we talked about this when the trailer. Yeah. Does it look good or is it does does it look good because the rock's in it? You know, s- substitute the rock, right? And put Henry Golding in it. Is um, is it as good as what it was with the rock in it? Maybe not as. Yeah. So it's a it's a three star movie as opposed to a five star trailer? Yeah. So that's that's where I'm worried about. So let's move into some news. Uh, this is the first part of news I want to talk about, which almost turned into an argument on the phone with me and you. Uh, there's Wes Bell, guy from uh, Maze Runner. Yeah. 
He's coming out and making a Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, you're on board, which I'm surprised. I am not. I like the Planet of the Apes. I love the Planet of the Apes movie so much that I saw all of them in theaters. Yes. And did you see the third one in theaters? Yes. Really? Yeah. I don't think you saw it in theaters. Yes, I did. Because I couldn't talk about it on a podcast. Because I didn't see it yet. Oh, maybe. I've seen um, it with... Because we've seen the second one together. Yes. And then 16 years later, the new one comes up. And now, now they want to make a new one. What In what world have you watched a movie franchise and said, man, the fourth movie was... That movie was great. The fourth Halloween is my favorite. Right? Nobody even says Toy Story 4 is their favorite. Toy Story is a national treasure. Home Alone 4. Is that your favorite Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why do they need to make a fourth Planet of the Apes? Is is this the problem that we're facing? This is me. Like I I went into this episode like I'm going to be positive. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I can't be because it's like retreading and retreading and retreading. Right. Well, Disney wants to get on. Yeah, this is Disney. It is Disney. It is Disney. So couldn't they just say, forget about the the money that we would have with the CGI right here and put it into something else? Go out there and acquire another like. Let's say this wasn't Disney, right? And let's say it was like New Line, right? And they're pumping all this money into this new Planet of the Apes movie. Couldn't they just say like, let's not do Planet of the Apes because the first three were awesome. People on Active Geek Podcast were saying Andy Serkis should get a Oscar for it because of how great his mocap work was. And the story was – everything from the start to finish was beautiful. And of course you can move on with that fourth one with, you know, Bad Ape and the little girl Nova and, you know – um, uh, Maurice, but Caesar was your your lead. He was your carrying point, and like he died. Spoiler alert for the movie that came out three years ago. But Caesar died, and like that was the way you should end that chapter, right? I don't need to see the apes rebuild in yeah. their world, or more another human coming in to kill these apes. But they haven't said that it's a sequel. But even if it's a reboot, it's stupid. Yeah. It downplays all three great it movies. Does. It does. So, and it's too soon. Yeah, we're making a new movie three years after. The first three came out, and it was and like those weren't panned. They weren't like rotten. They were good movies. I think they were critically and commercially successful. exactly. So why like it's a money grab one hundred percent for me, and it's it's saying that Disney wants to make a Planet of the Apes ride over at Animal Kingdom. Ooh, yeah, right. Th- that's what it sounds like. That'd be awesome. But like, I don't, I don't get it, man. I feel like if this weren't Disney and they had all that money, why couldn't they just be like? Fuck Planet of the Apes. Let's do Thundercats. Oh, my God. There's going to be more CGI in Planet of the Apes than there would be in Thundercats. You know what I mean? So this is just an easy play because it's got a popular fan base. And Disney's like, let's make some money off of it instead of saying, again, going out there and making creative stuff, new stuff. Maybe that's because Disney doesn't have an Oscar. No. And we're going to go get that CGI Oscar. Yeah, but this isn't going to get it. Probably not. It's not going to get it. Because, like, what are you going to – like? If they reboot it, it's stupid, number one. Am I going to see it? Probably, because I love Planet of the Apes. But am I going to be happy about it? Probably not. Because, like, I love what they did with Andy Serkis, and I feel like that just, it distance, it tries to distance yourself from something that's really good. But are they going to try and, like, make references to Caesar? Or, like, you know, the good thing about, like, the Matt Reeves, it was Matt Reeves, right? Matt Reeves did two of my. Okay. Uh, the good thing about that is he played to the Charlton Heston stuff. Like there were Easter eggs and it was it was it was good. Is that what Disney's gonna do? Or to be like, oh forget everything you know about it. It's animated in the world of Zootopia. It's Planet of the Apes, Zootopia too. <laughs> like is that what's gonna happen? I'm like, oh this is now oh my God, they're there. gonna make a live action Zootopia. That'd be great. I'd watch that. I mean they're pretty much making it with uh Robert Downey Jr. playing Doctor yeah. Doolittle. Well that's not Disney. Yeah, I know, I know. It's his first first role at post Iron Man. That's a that's a rough role to take. Will you see that? It, will I love animals? Do I want to be Dr. Doolittle? Was he one of my childhood heroes? Yeah, absolutely. Not Eddie Murphy, the books. Um, will I go see this in theaters? Probably. We probably will. I'm only going to go see it in theaters because it's the first movie post Robert Down- uh, post Iron Man. So I want to see it and I'm going to review it on, t- uh, on Galaxy Wars. And John Cena's in it. He plays a fucking polar bear. Yeah. And Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland's in everything. And my boy Craig Robinson. Everybody's in it. It's It's got a very good... I think yeah. Rami Malek's in it as well, right? Yep. He plays a monkey? He plays something. Okay. All right. So, lightning round, because we're we're deep into this episode and we got a couple more things to talk about. Reboot, are you in? Planet of the Apes. 
No. No, I'm out on it too. Andy Serkis attached to direct. No, because West Ball's doing it. Yeah. Andy Serkis attached to consult and do mo- help with the mocap work, starring Maurice Nova, Bad Ape, Steve Zahn, still in it. You watching it? Yeah. Okay. Theater movie? Yeah. Okay. Redbox for me if it comes out. Um, or Disney Plus. Yeah, it will be Disney Plus. I, yeah, Redbox is going to get about to go out of business. Um, I'm still on the fence with it. So let's see if this even goes forward. Yeah. I don't. I think it's going to be dead in the water. It's going to be one of those announcements, like, and it's going to come out in like 2028. Yeah. Like, oh, we're working on it. We're, we've got real apes. Yeah, but the, Disney don't do that, though. Oh. If they say it's happening, something happens. Uh, yeah, but they, they said Artemis Fowl was coming out last year, and they postponed it for a full year. Right, because it looks like poop. Yeah, well, so this one might look like poop, too. Um, John Carter, they put a lot of money in, and they said, this is coming out. They did. And it could have ruined a lot. Of I just seen an article about how he was talking about, like, Tyler Kishner was like, oh, he didn't hate it. Well, of course you didn't hate yeah, it. He just got paid. He got paid a lot of money to do that. All right, let's move into something else. Um, a comic book that, when I talk to a lot of people... This is a comic book that is away from the the big two that is on everybody's must-read list. Uh, Joe Hill, son of Stephen King, coming out with his, he came out with this. It's called Lock and Key, and it's getting a release date on Netflix, and it comes out in 2020, February. Mm-hmm. What is your response to this? Have you ever heard of Lock and Key? I have heard of Lock and okay. Key, only because like a couple years ago, they said they were going to make a Lock and Key movie. Yeah. Um, Joe Hill's kind of a hot commodity right now. Yeah. He's doing the DC stuff, the black label. Yeah, which is good. Uh, Basketball Heads, great. Um, he did Nosferatu on AMC. Yep. Uh, and then I only seen one of it. He did, uh, Horns. Yeah, I loved Horns. It was weird. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was first it was, thing my boy did that wasn't showing his dick next to a horse. <laughs> so. But. He did it. See, Equus. But, um. So he, and then, you know what, I think a reason also Joe Hill is Stephen King's a hot commodity. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But also, Netflix is trying to buy up as many comic adaptations as they possibly can that aren't Marvel and DC. Yeah. So he lost all the Marvel stuff. DC doesn't really work with them because they got their own shit. So Netflix is like, let's go to IDW, let's go to Image, let's get all this stuff. So in the vein of, you know, Umbrella Academy, they say, all right, let's get something a little more weird. And this is super weird. Um, for those who don't know, Lock and Key centered around a family whose uh, father dies. They go to the house, Key, key Manor, I think it's called, uh, and they find all these magic keys in the house. So it's like a sci-fi, mystery, questy, horror, vibey kind of thing. It's cool. Um, I have not, not yet to read it, but um, I think I'm going to get the trades and read them okay. because this is something that I'm, I'm pretty interested in, and I've got a couple months. Yeah. And if I think about stuff that I've been really excited for, Umbrella Academy, I read right before it came out, and I was blown away by Umbrella Academy. Still no word on season two. Like, no dates, no no trailer, no nothing. Boys already came out, and it's coming out with another one. Again, The Boys, another one I read that I loved. So, uh, I mean, I'm on, I'm on board with this. Uh, we might do a, a review, full review of this. Cool. I mean, if you're on board with this. I'm not going to yeah, make you yeah, watch. No, 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 I'll watch. Because also, too. You're like- not Chelsea. You're not. I don't make her watch it. And I'll make you watch it that we need to talk about because I made her watch Mandy. Oh. She hated it. She hated it. The um, the series, one of the creators is from uh, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, which super confusing based on the fact that Joe Hill's uh, comics is like, what, Hill House comics? Yeah. Yeah, it's like very, it's like very right on brand. the Haunting Hill House, did you watch that series? I loved it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was so it. fucking weird. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And if that... The showrunner has anything to do with what he did. Mm-hmm. And then the writings of Joe Hill, I'm 100% on board. Yeah, uh, I watched a couple episodes of Nosferatu, and I thought it was good. Zachary Kinto's in it, so I like him. Yeah. It, it was good. It's well done. So, um, hot take. Kind of think the Joe Hill stuff is better than the Stephen King stuff. Just going to put it out there. A little more modern. It, it, But, like, Joe Hill's in charge of it, so he shoots, like, he shoots pretty artistically, where Stephen King, like, takes a back step to it. Yeah. Uh, or Richard Bachman. His, uh, his other pen name, isn't that his pen yeah, name? Yeah, it is. Um, so, I don't know. I- I'm on board with Lock and Key for sure. Ready to talk Harley Quinn? Sure. All right. So, we talked about we talked about this a lot, how we were kind of on, bo- on the fence with it. It was on my list of things that I'll cue if I need to watch it. And then it came out. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, perfect time for it to come out because, you know, 
You're recovering from that trip to fan. A lot of people were off. Eating a lot of mashed potatoes and stuff. And I sat out Thanksgiving, so I didn't get to eat my favorite sides. But I watched it. And I watched it before you did. You asked me what it was. And I think uh, I said it was fun, but unneeded. Right? It, just like we yeah. thought it was going to be. You watched it and you're like, oh, it's okay. But it's it's a hard R because they wanted it to be a hard R. There's yeah. nothing in it that made it need to be a hard R. Uh, overall, like, because we're not we're not gonna be here all day talking about an episode, but what did you think of the series, of the the season series premiere? Um, it was okay. Like, I just thought it was unnecessary. Like, you know, she dropped the f bomb within the first twenty seconds. Yeah, spoiler alerts to follow for some of these episodes. And there was a lot of f bombs in it. Yeah, and it was like it's unnecessary. A lot of violence too. Like, and the, the violence was cool. That's. To me, the violence was also unnecessary. But like you're thinking, like the Joker is the clown prince of yeah. he has like you can't see him at his best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like in the comics, he's badass. Like, he's crippling people. In this one, yeah, he's turning people acid with his funny weapons. Yeah, I just it's something that I don't need to watch every week. No, uh, to to me, it, it's kind of like an escape from what's going on because it's stupid. Like it's a it's an R rated ca- cartoon, twenty minutes. I can watch it like in between, you know, my TV shows or whatever, and I'll I'll leave and I'll be like, okay, I watch it. This yeah. isn't anything I'm dropping, uh, dropping everything to do to watch. Um, I did watch season two or episode two already, and uh, does it get better? For me personally, it does because they introduce some characters that I like that we've talked about that are pretty obscure. Uh, so I'm like, okay, uh, Bane's in it. But he, he, it sounds like somebody's trying to be Tom Hardy in the voice, and it is what it is. But um, I will say the one thing I do like about the show is Poison Ivy. Okay. I think... Uh, Lake Bell? Yeah, I think she's great. She's really good in this. Um, she's kind of... She's the reasoning behind... Like, the reasonable voice behind the crazy that is Harley Quinn. Um, still can't see Kelly Cuoco as Harley Quinn. How do you think about... Um... I think of Penny... As Harley Quinn, that's all I can think of. What do you think of um, Alan Tudyk? I think he's great. I think he sounds good. Um, this is another hot take. I think uh, Dieter Bay. What's his name? Um, Dieter Bachman. Badrick. Badrick Dieter. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, we're doing real good. I'm about to give him credit, but uh, I think he's a great Batman. I think he was good. I like what they did with uh, like he's the adult yeah. in a world run by kids. And, like, he's, like, this emotionless, hard to express his feelings. Diedrich Bader. Yes, thank you. We, we were we were close. Um, like, Jim Gordon's a nut. Like, he's yeah. – and he's just burned out and the city's burned out. Uh, so I think, like, the supporting characters are great. Frank sucks. J.B. Smoove sucks. Yeah. Sucks so much. But uh, if I were to say, like, am I going to continue to watch it? Yeah, because it's stupid. And, like, I like stupid things to kind of escape this crazy world that we live in and kind of, like – let my mind reset. This isn't something like I could have this on in the background and be like, well, all right, I feel 10 times stupider, but yeah. it, I laughed a couple times. And this next one, man, wait, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when this character shows up. And I was so pumped. I was like, oh, you're in it. And he's stupid and he sucks, but he's great. I know. I know who you're going with. Who is it? Clarion the Witch Boy. No, he's not Clarion. No, he's he's a Batman villain. Think joke, uh, War of Jokes and Riddles. Who was my standout in that series? Kite Man. Kite Man. And he's awesome. He's every, like, I want Kite Man movies. I want a Kite Man Thanks pop. Thanks for the spoiler. You knew what I was saying. You were looking right in my face. You played the game. And I did say spoiler alert. <laughs> and you, you're not going to watch this until like December or April. So uh, I'm going to go. Let's go one to five. Let's go one to five pies with a bomb in it for this because it's Joker, right? Ha <laughs> ha. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.75 pies with a bomb in it. I'll do one and a half. One and a half. Oh, it's not that bad. I've seen worse. It's not that good. It's better than that anime version of the Punisher Black Widow that we saw. Anything's better than that. Yeah. So, uh, let's move on. You know what time it is? Mando. Mando minute. Mando minute. Mando minute. And this one's a double minute. So it's a double shot of minutes. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about episode four and episode five. Um, Real briefly, because again, we got we value our listeners' times and our times, and I got to pee, so you know, 
Uh, episode four came out uh, Thanksgiving day after Black Friday. Yep. I forgot the name. I was going to call it Thanks After. But uh, <laughs> I-, I think besides episode three, episode four is my favorite. Episode four is really good. And I like it for a different reason than most people like it. I like the world building. A lot of people like the the ATST fight, yeah, which was awesome. But I like the world building because, like, you don't see these other planets. Like, and he's everywhere. Yeah, he's traveling all of space, and he goes to a krill farmer's place with some bright blue shrimp, like mm-hmm. bright blue. And you're like, what the? Like, I turned it on. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And they're all happy, and they're harvesting, and 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 then like, you hear the trees breaking. You're like, what is going on? And these dog-faced mutants yeah. come out. And I'm like, whoa, these are fun. I think they were called Clatoonians. And then, like, these guys come out and they're killing everything. They're stabbing, unnecessarily stabbing droids in the head. Yeah. And, like, short-circuiting them. And they're just stealing shrimp. Yep. And then back into it. And then, like, you, you get to see Winta and her mom. And, like, they're hiding under in the water. I thought that was really cool. Uh, another thing I really liked was the introduction to Gina Carano yep. and SoundCloud wrapping face tattoos in the Star Wars universe because she's got a face tattoo. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see a little more of her. And I like that they – they like, when was the last time we heard Shock Troopers? Yeah. And, they, and Endor. Yeah. So, like, they're telling you what happened after Jedi and they're, they're filling in those pieces. And I really thought that was cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. I liked it. Um, I thought Mando was going to get some. Yeah, man, he was ready to take that helmet off like yeah. five or six times. He did take the helmet off when he was eating. Do you think the kids saw him? Uh, I don't know. Do you think he has a mustache? Maybe. Yeah, he's got to have a mustache. Well, cool. I like it. I like it when he was. She was like, "Have you ever taken it off?" He was like, "Yeah, before I put it on." Yeah, he um, he's a snarky little bitch yeah. when he talks. Sometimes, like he's pretty snarky. And then, like, she had her hands on the yeah. helmet, ready to take it off, yeah. and then. You know, they shot, and then, like, I was a little sad at first, because I was like, they can't happen, because he was, like, he was willing to give up Baby Yoda. Yeah. He's been willing to get, he gave up Baby Yoda in episode three. Yeah. And then was like, oh, man, they're going to kill it. I've got to go back and get this baby. Yeah. And then, uh, like, the Gina Carano was really great. Yeah, she's beefy. She's, like, a beast. Yeah. She was fucking him up. He's, like, the best Mandalore. He's the best bounty hunter in the world. He gets beat up in every episode. <laughs> like, every single episode, he's getting manhandled, and he got, like be honest with you i'm watching i'm like he's beating up a woman on television like how's this happening just because he has a mask on doesn't make it not domestic violence (laughs) (laughs) so like i'm sitting there watching like oh he's beating the fuck out of her and then she like arm bars him but at the end of that fight he would have killed her first because the blaster was on her forehead first so just saying but there was he didn't need to kill her yeah and then yoda comes out and he's drinking a soup and now everybody's like the union had a picture of yoda with like their union garb on the flyers some kid on barstool sports got a tattoo with uh yoda drinking a white claw it was like it was like this is the most 2019 tattoo ever um i will say man bryce dallas howard blew me away Uh, that's what you said my first my favorite episodes of both this the series are directed by women and it was the first time in Star Wars history that something was directed by a woman. Um, I can't remember her name. I think Karen Chow, I think was her name, uh, did The Sin. Episode three. And that was some of the best television I watched all year. Yeah. And this next one was really good with uh, with, with everything. I, I love the world building. I love that ATST fight was super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love the character building too, because like you're getting to see like the galaxy's most badass virgin go out there and fight because if you put the helmet on as a mandalorian you know his parents were killed you know i don't think he's gotten any no i think our, our band of steve is a virgin and he's just going out there blasting people so i'm gonna go we go 10 for the mando minute uh i'm going uh, episode four is on par with episode three this is another 10 yeah so we're at 40 stars <laughs> 80 stars collectively can we just say that the damn show is 10 out of 10 well i'll be honest with you the um episode five not a 10 because of Toby Kello Valley. Well, no, no. Whatever his name is. Toro. Toro, the new bounty Toby. hunter. Again, spoilers. Episode five happens. We see the missed opportunity for Rhea Perlman. Dude. Uh, <laughs> she, com- she comes out and I'm like, I totally could be Rhea Perlman. Yep. Did not realize. Amy Sedaris. It was Amy Sedaris. Who could have been the third member of the Wet Bandits from Home Alone, just lost in space. 
we're we're seeing some more cool droids that we saw from the early versions of, of Star Wars, which were cool. But we also see that Mando Steve does not like any droids. Yeah, I don't know why is he worried about tracking. Maybe I missed it. His ship got destroyed by Porkins' son. Like, baby Porkins out there. I don't know why. First of all, why is he policing a gal- uh, the the sky yeah. the, when there's no rebels, there's no empire? Well, you're just free range killing people in space. So that happens. And then he lands on this planet, goes to Marv's sister, yeah. and uh, gets his ship fixed, right? But he has to go out there and he has to find a, find work to pay for the rest of the ship. And who does he find? Bobby Cannavale Jr., Jake Cannavale, a.k.a. Toro, with another stupid last name, Cochran or something like that. And he's got an earring and he's got two land speeders and he wants to go catch Mulan. <laughs> right? <laughs> you need to put just write a synopsis on IMDb and submit it. That's what he does. He's got his cool ass earring and he wants to go out there and catch uh, Min Wen, who plays Fennec. And they go out and they go look for him. I'm, you're looking at me. We've seen this episode. Yep. But I thought that that was a, a great introduction to, like, the interns of the guild. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Toro's not a, a guild member. But he also doesn't know anything about the Mandalorian killing half the, gourd, uh, the guild. So world, word doesn't travel as fast as we think it does. Yes. Um, but we do meet Fennec, Fennec, who has a dope-ass rifle, cool-ass helmet. But we know that the Mando's smarter. So of this episode, what did you think about it? I loved it. Um, I really liked the scene where he the Rhino Land speeders to Fennec. Yeah. And he's shooting off the, um, the flares. The flares to Blinder. Um that was really cool. I knew you loved that, and that's why I left it with the Mando was smarter. I'll let you have your moments. Um but with you know, Toro turned. Yeah, he'll turn. Like quick into it too. He's like, "Oh, I can make more money off of the Mandalorian." Yeah, because I'm just gonna F- kill Fennec you. was like, she was bargaining for her life. Yeah, she was trying to seduce him. Let's and be honest. She was just straight up. She was like, "He's worth more." So he's like, "All right." So he shoots her. Yep. Boom. And then he did the worst thing he could. To to Yodel. Took baby Yodel. Took Yodel and Rhea Perlman. And Rhea Perlman. <laughs> and it was like. I'm like, dude, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You took Baby Yoda. You're dead. Yeah, that was a, a terrible move. Yeah, and um, like I was, I was waiting when you know he had he had Baby Yoda in his hand. I'm like, just going force choke him. Yeah. Oh man, that would have been great. Just going force choke him and kill him. But then he has to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's a, it's a rough life for a 50 year old uh, force user. You know he. Of course, like we said, Mando is smarter. Hits him with a flashbang. And another, like, we're seeing, like, every, he's got the utility belt Batman wants. Yeah. Like, 1966 Batman has everything. Yeah. So he's got the whistling birds. He's got this little flashbang that Rear Perlman says, like, you're much smarter than you look. But you, he's just a, he's a walking microwave. Of course, <laughs> he looks smarter than, I mean, this, we find out that Toro dies. Yeah. He sucked. Bye-bye, Jake Cannavale. I, what did I say? He's on the road to Jake Busey status. Yeah. Like it's the battle for the best Jake. And then we find out that Fennec is alive. But who who goes and finds her? Who do you think? I don't know. Do you think Mando goes back and gets her? It's not Mando. I know, but who could it be? Is it Gina Carano? Or is it another member of the guild out to go get her? Because it. at first I thought it was Carl Weathers. Oh, Grief Cargo, yeah. Um, But it seemed like a slim... A slimmer person. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. And I can't wait to figure it out because- We got to wait another week. Yeah, well, we talked about it. I mean, I mentioned it. The helmet that Fennec was wearing is very reminiscent of what Carrie Russell's character has in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So I'm curious to see, like, you know, you went back on your trolls on the the Star Wars stuff last episode. I don't think this ties in, but I think these are, like, strategically put there so you understand that there's less exposition in the movie. Like, explaining certain things. You know what I mean? So, like, you have this helmet, and Carrie Russell doesn't have to explain what it does, right? Because yeah. we saw it in The Mandalorian. And I still think Grief Cargo is, is Finn's father. I think it would be a better better story than Lando. Because he's going to date Lando's daughter. Yeah. He's definitely going to... No, no, no. Did you hear? They're they're pretty much confirming that Finn and Poe are getting it on. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, they're not pretty much confirming it, but Oscar Isaac's talked about it. Also, the three main stars of Rise of Skywalker said they'll never appear in a Disney Plus series. I didn't see three. I seen Bo. He's like, he's not in. All three of them. Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, all said it. So out of those three, who do you think has the biggest post-Star Wars career? Well, probably Isaacs because he had a big career before. Don't think before. I'm talking post-Star Wars. Probably Daisy. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking Oscar Isaacs. When was, was, I mean, what has Daisy Ridley done since Star Wars? Well, she's got a uh, Chaos Walking coming Yeah, she out. has that. But she has it coming out. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, she's got uh, Murder on Orient Express, right? She was in that? Yeah. Okay, so that, it, I mean, that's it. John Boyega has, has had a better post-Star Wars career, right? He did Detroit, right? And then... Um... Pacific Rim 2? Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. But Oscar Isaac, I think, again, is going to have a bigger career. Um, so I'm, I'm a little shocked that they both said, like, hey, we're not going to do Star Wars again. Yeah. Like, take that money. Also, I'm on when- my best. How about that? Yeah, I sent that to you. Jar Jar getting a series. <laughs> so if you don't know, they're doing a Disney Plus trivia show. Trivia show about Star Wars. Did you sign up for it? For children. I don't give a fuck. Sign up Alana. She, you could just put an earpiece in her. So I could be Cyrano de Bergiac. I mean, you're already dance dad. Why can't you be game show dad? You failed this. So failed this podcast. It, it, it's a Star Wars trivia show. Yeah. Hosted by Ahmad Best. Yeah. It, I mean, it's um, if only he would just come out and make full makeup. <laughs> full Jar Jar makeup. I, I would do it. Um, Next week. I mean, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Oh, we didn't rate the the episode. I'm going 9 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I don't think it's 10 out of 10. Because, not because it was a cliffhanger. I feel like I didn't get a lot out of this episode. Because they dropped the ball with not casting Rhea Perlman. Well, no. I I mean, it could go full 10 because we got to see Tuscan Raiders, Banthas, and Dubaks. Yep. And I do, I fuck, that's what I love. Like, Favreau and whoever he's he's incorporating into these episodes. He's paying close attention to the lore of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And they're featuring popular characters, popular creatures. Like you're saying it, and you're like, oh, I love this. Like Jawas in the second episode. Now Tusken Raiders, like, I have Salacious Crumb. Yeah. Saw him getting roasted. So it would be cool. Like, I'd like to see some Jabba people. More slugs. Yeah. I mean, I'd also like to see, like, more planets that we know. Like, I'd like him to go to Endor. Like, like, Think about it. Like, if I were Mandalorian, Steve, uh, we have Gina Carano's character says, went to Endor, the pod, like they said, the little guys went away, little diplomats, I'm assuming Ewoks, they left, and then it became barren. Wouldn't I just go to Endor? Yeah. Like, you want to get off the grid because Grief Cargo has everybody out there. Baby Yoda almost got sniped in episode four, and Gina saved them. So, you know, I'd go, I'd, I'd just keep going. So I think like it's, again, it's more of a Western because he's going from town to town, yeah. but we're just traveling through space and through spaceship. So yeah, I'm going to go, oh, man, you, I'm going to go 10 for 10. <laughs> uh, go 10 for 10 just because I, I've been thinking of like the next episode. But next episode, speaking of our next episode, it's going to be a lot of DC. Yeah. Um, that CCXP Comic Con is over in Brazil right now. Okay. And uh, it's like the biggest South American Brazil, like. Uh, comic-con that's where the new birds of prey trailer leaked which we'll probably talk about another probably another 14 minutes of me complaining uh wonder woman 84 is going to be talk uh releasing a trailer and we'll talk about that's why i didn't bring up cheetah we'll talk about the cheetah first look in the next episode because uh i feel like that needs a minute yeah and we've shit on a lot of properties today so we'll shit on that later um but the the big gist of it is or the big gist the, the big uh bulk of it is that we're going to do Crisis on the Infinite Earths. We're going to review yep. the episodes. Um, I can't wait. There's a new trailer out. Uh, if you're excited as, as me and Chuck are, I wouldn't watch it because I watched it and I was a little upset because of some of the reveals. So I'm very excited for it. Watch it. It starts on Sunday. So by the time this episode posts, it's already in. it's already done. Uh, but it's like first four nights, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it comes back in January, Yeah, which is cool. Something like that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, we're going to talk the Ghostbuster trailer that comes out, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and some, probably some more DC talk, and, you know, who knows, Mando Minute for sure. Yep. We'll definitely talk Mando Minute. But yeah, that's our episode, man. We're getting out of here. You have anything else you need to add? No. All right. I'm good. 
well, we're, we're going to get out of here. So support the podcast and the network. You know where to find us on social medias and all the uh, podcast directories. Support Chuck on Instagram, Chuck underscore the active geek. Alana's on Instagram, AG cosplay. Um, Christmas reveals are going to be coming up soon. Some uh, potential cosplay ideas, right? Yep. Uh, con season is, is moments away. I think our first con this year is going to be in March. We're going to do a horror con, which uh, is going to be fun. Me, you, and uh, by we're an hour into the episode, and he finally gets it. And Dan will be there, probably. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So next week, come back, watch all the DC stuff if you're interested. If not, just come back, and we'll spoil it for you. Uh, for the Active Geek Podcast, I'm Jim. I'm Chuck. And we are out.